they treat each other, you know, the effort they give on a day-to-day basis. So um, we just ended up winning some games coming down the stretch, you know, and I know when you're building a program, the first year is tough. The second year is tough as well. So I would imagine we got to continue to build a foundation this year. You know, we'd love to see progress. We'd love to see us move the program forward. And with the players we got returning and the, the recruiting class that we were able to put together, you know, I would hope that we can you know, make that progress that we want to make. Just spoke of Quentin and his his uh, experience playing in the international competition. What about his development this year, and how big was that for him to get in that level of competition in his uh, his growth? Well, he played. You know, we threw him right into the uh, fire uh, last year. You know, I know he didn't play a ton of minutes at Mississippi State, but for us, you know, he started a lot of games. Uh, even when he came off the bench, he was getting 26 minutes a game. So, um, you know, he, he really had a great year for us. And I think having a summer playing international basketball against professional players, that's a confidence booster. You know, you just play against guys that's in the NBA and you just come back feeling a little bit more confident. So he's had a great summer and a great fall. And I expect him to have a, a, a really good season. You see a representation of that growth in recruiting? Because you mentioned your, your experience was in the Southeast, but I'm sure it, the landscape has changed over the years with the portal and the international aspect. Is he just an example of a, looking out beyond just maybe your state or your region to find talent? I mean, I think the biggest example uh, when you talk about being able to recruit nationally is we said Boston College. He's from Europe, so you hear Boston. Mm-hmm. You know, you can mention another name of a school, maybe there's from some other small town, and he wouldn't recognize what that is. But when he hear Boston, he'd know what Boston is, even though he's from the Netherlands. So I think having uh, that type of city definitely attracts guys from all over the world. Yeah. Coach, how do you think the NIL has changed the landscape of college basketball? We had Commissioner Phillips, he stated previously during college football kickoff and now today as far as putting some type of stipulations or regulations on how much a player can make potentially mm-hmm. or just having some type of foundation um, bylaws. What's your opinion on NIL and how has it helped and hurt college yeah, basketball? Yeah, it's changed it. You know, it's changed it. But obviously uh, the players do a lot. And so for them to be able to, you know, get paid some money, um, you know, for their name and their image, especially guys who are, you know, really playing and producing and doing good things and, you know, possibility to have jersey sales, and, you know, being a part of a commercial, you know, to get money, that's a good thing, you know, because there's money being made in college athletics. Um, <clears throat> I think there needs to be some kind of control because, you know, most years you've been on an even playing field, you know. I'm at this school, he's at this school, he's at that school. It's been a pretty even playing field, but now it's becoming to be a little bit skewed. And you know, I think they got to balance the playing field back out. But the fact that the players can get something off of their efforts, um, I mean, I think that's a positive. I asked Leonard Hamilton and Coach Capel about their opinions on the NCAA tournament and expansion. Do you think the NCAA tournament should be expanded? I think Jim Larry, coach from Miami, also said the same thing as far as expanding the tournament. Do you think it should be expanded? I mean, we, we went from the field of 64 to the field of 68. Um, you know, I think if we can get a few more teams in, that's a positive. Everything is kind of judged on whether you made the NCAA tournament or not. So you can have a coach do a great job and not make the NCAA tournament, and they're getting judged on whether they made the NCAA tournament or not. So if everything's going to be hinging on you know, postseason play, um, I think it could be a smart thing 
a healthy thing for the profession that the, the t it is expanded. I, but if you expand it too big, it's going to be watered down. Like March Madness is a mystique thing now. It's a very exciting time and everybody trying to punch their ticket. So it's worked pretty good in my 24 years in the business. I've been fortunate to get in a lot of times at different schools, but it's been a magical experience. So I don't want to water it down by saying, let's get 100 teams in. But I think expanding maybe 8 to 10 more teams, 8 to 12 more teams could be a good thing. Thanks, Coach. Do you feel like a regular season champion should get automatic big in some um, conferences? I mean, I think the regular season champion, uh, he's done a lot over the season, over the body of work for the whole season. Now, I've done a lot of years at the mid-major level where you have to win your conference championship to get to the tournament. And that's pretty sad. If you're 25 and 9 and you won the regular season championship and you can't get in because you lose that last game, that's that's a pretty sad feeling. What about Makai just having a 24-year-old and, and dealing with an older roster and, and uh, what about having a guy like him and just the development of the team overall? I know that's a lot there, but no, about, no, Mac I mean, about uh, Makai and just helping the team get together, yeah. Experience is priceless. Yeah. Very talented freshmen at times have a hard time having the confidence and, and just the poise in tight moments. But when you've been in college for five or six years, you see it every moment. You know, you've been down 15 before, you've been up 20 before and had the whole league. You've probably been in the postseason before. Um, you dealt with teams that had injuries. Like so you've seen a little bit of everything. So it's a common it's a calming effect when you have an experienced guy. So I think having a roster like we have we shouldn't be phased in too many situations because we got, you know, multiple guys that have been in for three, four, or five years. Yeah, and last thing on that, roster management, how has that changed when your time at Charleston and even as an assistant mm -hmm. at your other positions to now, you know, not only dealing with fifth and sixth year seniors, yeah. but with the transfer portal, how has how, how the landscape changed of handling the COVID year and all that yeah, stuff? Yeah, we used to know all the time, hey, look, we got two scholarships to fill Yeah, because we got two seniors. But now you don't know, I mean, you know, so, um, but I think that's something that we can't necessarily control. I think you continue to operate the way you always operate, keep the core of it. Uh, the reason we're in the profession is to help the young man develop and grow and become the best person he can be. So you got to be honest with him. And sometimes if that honesty is uncomfortable, you can't worry about it. If I'm honest with him, is he going to transfer? You got to help him while you got him. And then you hope that he, he he accepts and loves the fact that you're being truthful with him, you're coaching him hard, you're loving on him. Um, and so, you know, I think in terms of the transfer portal, you got to adjust and adapt. It gives you an opportunity to get guys that can play right away. You hope that you can keep your players around for four years and they can get a degree and you can impact their lives. But we just got to adjust and adapt accordingly. Do you see the...